We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome one, welcome all. The Packers get a win, and they hang on to the top spot in the uh, in the NFC. They still can let it slip through their fingers. Now next week's game, which has been flexed to a 3.25 start time down in Chicago, uh, Packers got a win. Packers win, and uh, they've solidified the top spot in the NFC, and the road to the Super Bowl pretty much goes through Lambeau Field. Uh, the Bears... Now, after getting the win against the Jacksonville Jaguars and have now won three straight, the Bears all of a sudden find themselves in position to get themselves into the postseason. And it's simple enough. If the Bears win, they're in. If they knock off the Packers, they're in the postseason. Although a win can get Chicago either the sixth or the seventh seed, depending on how things shake out next Sunday. But as Bears fans now expect, nothing has been easy for this team. Everybody knows that. And uh, this Packers team has had Chicago's number for the better part of you know, a decade, obviously. The Bears can't allow the Packers to win this game in the first quarter like the, the previous meetings four weeks ago. Uh, if Chicago wants to make the playoffs, they need to take, better matter, take matters into their own hands. And that means pulling off the ultimate upset against the Goliath. Uh, if the Bears lose, uh, chances are um, things turn out differently for them when it comes to the results of the postseason. But nevertheless... The playoff picture kind of goes, um, kind of goes through Green Bay. Uh, I believe the Packers are going to get a win. I believe that. And again, I, we talked about this last week. There is a belief since we're sitting here on the cusp of the 10th anniversary since the Packers went on that run and won a Super Bowl. Okay, so the Packers or the Bears, I should say, feel like they owe the Packers something when it comes to winning an NFC championship game. Okay? So the the Bears feel like they could end up coming back to Lambeau Field in an NFC championship game and getting a win. I don't think it's going to happen, but down there they, they seem to say, okay, it's destiny and it's time, and that way they come into Lambeau Field, they get an NFC championship win, and they take back the pride that they lost by losing – that NFC Championship game at Soldier Field back in 2010-2011 season when the Packers ultimately went on to face the Steelers in the uh, Super Bowl and got a win. 855-830-8648. In the meantime, I think the Green Bay Packers, uh, I think a couple of things. First and foremost, I think they're going to beat the Bears. I think that the road to the NFC Championship, uh, the road to the Super Bowl is going to be an NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. And did that Packers convincing win over Tennessee yesterday 
convince you that this team is capable of going to a Super Bowl. You know, and, and I said this during the beginning of the show, all the people that were just ridiculing and ripping and what I call the Twitter muscles, you know, just it's not like, you know, hey, I agree to disagree or anything like that. It's like the you suck. You don't know what you're talking about. They're going to get hammered. Derrick Henry's going to run all over them. Now, all of a sudden, the excuses are, well, it was snowing. Well, shut up. Who cares? It's snow. It's not like they were playing on ice. Yeah, they slipped. Everybody slipped. Okay? It is it is what it is. Nobody gives the Packers credit if the Packers gets, take a loss. Nobody looks at the Packers and go, you know what? It was just too hot down there in Jacksonville. It was too it was too perfect a condition they're not accustomed to uh, if they would lose out in, say, Arizona in a dome. Or if they would have to go to New Orleans, nobody's going to say, you know what, they played in that dome down there. That's that's an advantage for, you know, for the Saints. Nobody's going to say that. You're going to say, you know what, you lost. You lost to a better team. Packers beat them yesterday, period. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, I want to hear from you. A lot of people on hold, so let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Alan listening to us in Manitowoc. Alan, how you doing today, buddy? What's happening? Really good, Bill. Happy holidays to you. Uh, you too, pal. Listener, first time caller. So uh, totally agree with pretty much everything you're saying here. And, and great big Packer fan for many, many years, uh, Milwaukee season ticket holder and all that. So, my only little fly in the ointment, uh, and you touched on it earlier, is about the special teams, some special teams concern. Bill, do you think we should be concerned about some of those recent struggles that Mason Crosby, you know, just extra point yesterday, he had a, he had a blocked field goal, obviously, that's not necessarily with him, but well, with the overall special teams and the field goal unit. And uh, what, what do you think, like, long-term, what is future? Do you think this is it for, for Mason next year maybe? you know, what No, you I, Mason Crosby has been solid regarding field goals. And, I, I, you know, I think when you look at some of the PATs, it's not always Crosby. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was a bad hold, if it was a bad snap, if, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. But Mason Crosby has been one of the more accurate kickers in the NFL. And just think about it this way. How many teams have you seen replace a kicker because they think they can find somebody else? And that kicker, those it just to find really good, solid kickers in the NFL, it's tough. And didn't Crosby just hit over a couple of over 50 yarders this year? So I, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be getting – and plus he's so accustomed to Lambeau Field, I don't think I'm just going to just willy-nilly go get a kicker. I mean, if you find somebody younger that's just as good, that's one thing. But I'm not chucking Mason Crosby just to chuck Mason Crosby because of his age because we saw Adam Benatieri kick well into his 40s. So I don't think Mason Crosby's on that cusp yet. And as long as he's healthy and he's got a strong leg, I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Yep, totally. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm a Mason Crosby fan as well, but – I just, you know, you were talking earlier about the special teams, and it could be a, a punt return here, a kickoff return there. Yeah. That's, I, I agree. I, I think we're so close now that when it comes to the playoffs, it's going to be a situation where one play, it all takes is one play. You talked about momentum earlier. That, that That's all it takes. You know, and, and, yep. and we've been at it long enough to see that you, know, you make one uh, mistake, and it can change the complete complexion of the ball game. Yep. No, completely, completely agree with you. Appreciate the phone call. He's right. You can get a play. It can grab momentum, and momentum's a big thing. I know people were poo-pooing it yesterday on on Twitter, and that's a shame because how many times have we talked about this team starting to roll? And and you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about rhythm and momentum, and and you know the the way the play calling puts them into a certain certain flux. It's just 
it, there's, it's, it's an intangible that nobody can grab onto and statistically analyze. But it's there. It's 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 something you can feel in the moment inside that 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 group of men that are playing. We don't. I mean, we can sense it, you know. But how many times have you seen a team that all of a sudden you get a you get a big score, you get a big play, and suddenly it just ignites things, you know? Otherwise, you're looking at guys, and you're going, man, they're out there, they're kind of going through the motions, but eh, you know, they're not really playing with that tenacity. And then you get a big play, you get a pick, you get a sack, you get a big hit, something like that. And all of a sudden, look at what happens. You know, that look, you don't need to look any further than say that Cincinnati game when they crushed Juju Smith Schuster. They took offense to him dancing on the logo. They got that big hit on him. And that was enough to kind of stave off the comeback from Ben Roethlisberger. And that defense was able to hold them off. Cincinnati had no business beating Pittsburgh, but they grabbed momentum. They got some energy, had played with more juice. Pittsburgh was still trying to find themselves. They were frustrated. They never got back on track, and Cincinnati won that game. No business winning that game, but they did. The Jets, who knew the Jets were going to win yesterday, right? The Jets. Jets stink on ice, but the Jets got to win yesterday. I, the, the Jets, be the Browns, look, the Browns were relying on some of their main guys. Jets get a couple of big plays. Next thing you know, they get that touchdown in the third quarter, and they're off and running. And they were able to do enough defensively to stave off a comeback, and they beat up on the Browns. Browns were ready to clinch the postseason. Browns couldn't do it. The Jets, two wins on the season now. Two wins. That's the Jets. The Rams, same thing. Rams were trying to come come in and be able to grab a hold of that uh, that West. Weren't able to do it. Had the Rams won that ball game, they're sitting in the driver's seat. And then the Packers would have been sitting in the driver's seat. But no, Seattle ends up grabbing the win. They they attacked Jared Goff yesterday. Won that ball game. Won that ball game. Carolina, Carolina got a win yesterday. Carolina, huge second quarter. Grab momentum, couple of scores, went on to now they didn't do crap the rest of the game offensively, but their defense, we all know their defense is decent. They hit. That defense did enough. They they played on a motion in the second half of that ball game. And they beat Washington. So you you see it throughout I mean, look at that amazing game uh the other night, Saturday night between the Dolphins and the Raiders. And and it, it, the defense kept going back and forth, but when Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and guided that team, not only was he better in that moment, he gave his team more, quote, confidence and, quote, momentum in that moment, offensively speaking. So there's a lot to that. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Did yesterday's win convince you that this Green Bay Packers team can get to a Super Bowl? 855-830-8648. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Big figure, though. They all got hit with the COVID on Meanwhile, getting into the end zone. Yes, sir. Goes A.J. Dillon. I'll be the poster boy for COVID is a real deal. Um, You know, it affects everybody differently, uh, for sure. And uh, so... You know, you can't really just, like, one person may have no symptoms. Somebody uh, might have uh, very serious symptoms. And, you know, I took a lot of time to, like I said, study those guys, watch Aaron, watch Jamal, and, and watch what they're doing on a daily basis and try to figure out how how can I, you know, kind of 
practice like a pro, prepare like a pro. And, you know, obviously nothing's perfect. I'm not there yet, but I feel like it definitely gave me that time to, you know, kind of sharpen my skills and really focus in on the, the important things of being a pro. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hopefully you're having a good day today. We certainly appreciate you hanging out with us. Bill Michael show continues on. Let's get back to the phone calls. And you're talking about this Packers team getting a win and, and Dylan with what he's been able to accomplish uh, in this particular game, you know, certainly opened a lot of eyes. And again, I, it's not that I'm saying he's not a good running back because he could very well turn out to be a great running back. I'm just going to wait for more uh, evidence to, to show me that, yeah, he's, he's going to be one of those guys. I would love to see him look, if you're going to, you know, keep anybody, I'd love to see. There is just a different gear with Aaron Jones as opposed to everybody else. You know, it's it's like Aaron Jones is the number two to Devontae Adams. He's just got that something. It's an intangible. You can't coach it. Um, so if, if you're going to keep anybody, as much as I like Jamal Williams and what he's done this season, I'd like to see the Packers keep A.J. Dillon and keep Aaron Jones together. That would make one hell of a one-two punch, just like Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But if you got to keep uh, a guy, because Jamal Williams is up as well, he's going to be cheaper, obviously. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it's, it, it's going to be hard to just let Aaron Jones walk out the door. 855-830-8648. Let's go to Denny listening to us at home. And Denny, welcome, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hello, sir. Um, I think yesterday the Packers put the rest of the NFL on notice that uh, they can be a very, very uh, well contender, you know, when they play 60 minutes of football on both sides of the ball in special teams. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree totally with you about Dylan. I mean, he just looked awesome. I would like him to stay um, to what you said as well. But, you know, if we can't, then it would probably be Williams that we would keep if we can't keep, uh, you know, Jones and stuff. But uh, And Aaron seemed so light-footed last night out there, like it wasn't even snowing. Uh, he had that real nice long run. He seemed very comfortable back in the pocket and everything. And I just really, really feel uh, really good about a postseason for the Packers. I, I'm feeling good about it too. I, I will. I will completely uh, agree with you on that. Appreciate the phone call. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Give us a shout. Uh, again, uh, you know, d does this team now with this win yesterday give you confidence moving forward that this team can indeed get themselves to a Super Bowl? Eight five five eight three zero eight six. Four eight. Uh, let's go to Sean listening to us in Bayview. Sean, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Yep. Let's go to Ken on the northwest side of Milwaukee. Ken, how you doing? Hi, Bill. Hey, uh, I just had a couple of questions for you. <laughs> One, uh, do you? Uh, I mean, uh, the Packers linebacker problem solved here. I mean, with the play of uh, Chris Barnes and you know the other guy. And with Kirksey and Barnes and Kamal Martin, they've got a good rotation. They've gotten they've gotten better. Let's put it that way. Are they like you know Urlacher roaming the middle? No, but they have gotten much more much more solid. Yes. Okay, and the other uh, you know the other point I wanted to make: what does the emergence of uh, Rashad uh, Gary do for that defensive line? I mean, does it really help uh, free up uh, Kenny Clark? Does it help the Smith brothers? Yeah. 
What well, it, it not it, it gives them the ability to put uh, Zedarius Smith. They've been moving him around, whether it's in the middle, whether it's up to the other side. They drop Preston Smith into coverage. Rashawn Gary has been – he's not a big sack machine, but what Rashawn Gary has been able to do is you know put pressure on quarterbacks, cut off cutback lanes. He's been solid when it comes to helping stop the run. I mean, it's just – it's given them the ability to move guys around and put your best playmakers in position to make plays. And – and uh, the emergence of Rashawn Gary, the emergence of a guy like Kingsley, Kingsley Kiki, you look at uh, obviously Kenny Clark, uh, Anthony Rush, you got big beef up front now, you know. You've got some guys there that uh, can help you with the run. And, and again, like you had mentioned, uh, Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin, Christian Kirksey really like those guys roaming the middle, and they can also fill the gaps. When t- Kenny Clark has to take a double team, those guys can come in and fill the gaps and stuff the run as well. And you saw that on display last night. Is it safe to say that, that this defense is better than last year's? Um, boy, that's a great question. I would say right now the way they're playing, yes. But, I again, I they're going to face a Bears team. I appreciate the phone call. They're going to face a Bears team that is running the ball better. Um, they're going to face a Bears team that they're rolling out their quarterback. And the Bears, specifically over the last few weeks, have been so much better in committing to the run. Uh, and not just with Montgomery, but obviously, like I mentioned, Trubisky's out on the edge. Uh, Pierce has been another guy that they've used occasionally. Mooney as well. So they, they've used some guys in different ways that they've been able to, um, you know, it kind of resembles a little bit of what the Packers are doing. When you talk about rolling the pocket, um, you know, play action, uh, they've been doing that more, which has opened up the run game for Montgomery. It's not that Montgomery's running for, you know, uh, you know, 150 yards, but they're using him much like they use Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, he's he's getting over 100 yards a game in total offense. I mean, yesterday I think he had just about 100 yards rushing, and I think he had I don't know 20 or 30 yards or something like that in receiving. But again. They're using it in that way. Allen Robinson has been the main go-to guy. I mean, Allen Robinson and Trubisky have really um, – they've rolled Trubisky out. They've given Robinson different looks, um, and he's been kind of that go-to guy. I mean, I think yesterday – correct me if I'm wrong. I think Robin. I don't think Allen Robinson got into the end zone, but I think he had over 100 yards on like eight or nine catches, maybe ten catches or something like that. But they've been using him a lot different as well. So this is an offense that, again, even though it's the Bears – so if the Packers get a win and a convincing win, people are going to say, well, it's the Bears. But this is a Bears offense that has been much better as of late. And and so if you, again, get another win and beat the Bears this this time, because remember, the Bears put up 33 on the Vikings. And the Bears, again, did a lot of the same stuff. Montgomery had uh, almost 30 carries. They've committed to the run. He had about 150 yards in that game. He got into the end zone a couple of times. Um Allen Robinson, same thing, where they used him a lot, but they spread the ball around to Mooney and to Graham and to Cole Komet has become a uh, a chain mover in that uh, in that offense. And they're throwing to Miller and they're throwing to Montgomery and they're throwing to everybody. So this is going to be another good test for this Green Bay Packers. If the Packers, again, are able to stymie Mitch Trubisky and company, then it will be a really solid performance for six straight wins and eight out of their last nine moving forward. And that'll be where you can get some confidence in this team. Because remember, they, they gave up 30, uh, what was it, uh, uh, 34 to the Colts. 
But then they come back 25 to the Bears, 16 to the Eagles, 24 to the Lions, 16 to the Panthers, and 14 to the Titans. This is a defense that you gradually start seeing that overall number of, of points that they're allowing going down, total yards going down. Their numbers, while they're not going to rank in the top 10, most likely, um, the, the points allowed for what they're doing, they're bending, they're giving up some field goals, they give up a few scores here and there, but they're not getting beat consistently like we've seen in the past. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648, give us a shout. Uh, just w- want to hear from you. want to kind of pick your brain and get some thoughts on this as the Green Bay Packers continue to forge forward with uh, uh, some solid wins, and for lack of a better term, solid wins. Also coming up after the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers and his postgame comments. And I do – it's a green and gold Monday. I, 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 we're going to stick with Packers, but I do want to touch on a little bit of the Milwaukee Bucks uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes because the Bucks. And I said, I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon. It's going to take them a little while to get it all together. Uh, I'm concerned because of the coming out of the bubble, the losses in the preseason, the way they've looked here in the regular season. So I, I got a little bit of concern, but I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon. The Bucks are going to figure it out. They're, they're, they're a good basketball team. But they got embarrassed by the New York Knicks, so we'll get into that discussion coming up. Also, a little bit later on today, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, and then we'll close things out today in the last hour of the show with uh, Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, as well. This portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends over there at New Mail Medical. New Mail Medical been treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and, and beyond the borders. The holidays are here. You're going into the new year. You want more energy. You want to feel better. You want to look better. You don't want to put on the weight. You want to take the weight off, all that kind of stuff. Or if you're you know, having some issues in one area of the house that uh, happens to be one of the better areas of the house, if you know what I'm talking about, the bedroom, they can help you out with that as well. No reason not to get, you know give 2020 a new you. So if you really are serious about you know kind of kind of picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and getting into 2021 uh, with a whole new attitude, a whole new look, call our friends at the New Mail Medical Center. You can't do anything if you don't call. Call them today. Four one 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 phone number for all their locations: four one four four five five four four five one four one four four five five four four five one. That is the New Mail Medical Center again. Four one four. Four five five four four five one. Stay tuned. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. So a gigantic break for the Packers. Second down and goal now. Play action. Rodgers looking for his fourth touchdown pass of the night. Gets it. Third to Adams. Welcome back. Bill Michael show on the air. We are glad you are here. Thanks, as always, and the Green Bay Packers get the win. That is courtesy of Al Michaels and company from Sunday Night Football on NBC. Aaron Rodgers after the game. Look, they knew they were going into this game and they were not going to be able to clinch the number one seed. Uh, you know, said the, we had to go out and beat a tough team. We talked about it before the game. Obviously, we knew what was going on in uh, in Seattle. And it just turned to kind of put down a show. You know, we had an opportunity to, uh, to you know, be in prime time. 
against a really good opponent. Um, you know, I think we've all heard about the conversation about us not being enough good teams and, uh, you know, not responding and playing a complete game. And this was our response. So I feel good about where we're at. It's tough to play in the cold. You know, it's tough to play in Lambeau. I think we proved that tonight. Um, thought the defense played outstanding. Offensively, we had great balance. You know, we ran the hell out of the ball. Um, guys were great up front, uh, really good in the protection, and then Devontae did what Devontae's been doing. Uh, in addition to – well, he's right. I mean, Devontae, they, they got him the football and just, you know, Devontae's just on a different planet right now. That connection between those two is, is – I, I equate it to like when you – you know, God, you had you know Peyton Manning and his core of wide receivers, Mark Super Duper and and Dan Marino and Jerry Rice and and Joe Montana. I mean, it's that kind of a connection right now. And Aaron Rodgers, like you know, hey, they were pleased with the response to the Titans' second half when the Titans came out and scored in that opening drive in the second half. He said, "Hey, it just uh, this was something different. We needed to go out and make a statement." He was happy with it. I feel good about the response that we had. Obviously, they doubled up on us, basically, with the touchdown before the end of the first half and obviously coming out in the second half. And a three-score game turned into a one-score game. Big run by Jonesy and then a really nice adjustment by Devontae, and we're back up 12, three and out, get the ball back, go down, score, and we're back up 19. So that was obviously big uh, momentum swings for us. And, again, this is a tough place to play. And uh, the weather that we had tonight, I mean, it was beautiful, uh, laying around all afternoon on the couch watching the – you know, watching the snow come down uh, and just hoping that it was going to last and looking at the phone and seeing what the percentages were just because these are the special ones. Haven't had too many like this where there's been, you know, consistent snow. But uh, most of the ones, if not all the ones that we've had, uh, have been pretty similar to this with, uh, you know, victory uh, like the way we played tonight. Yeah, when you think about it, when they have that consistent snow, it's been uh, – it's it's – it's been interesting because it seems like when the snow globe happens, the Packers play their best. He also said the defense, that defense, that, that was championship-level defense. That was championship-style defense. I felt like they played with a lot more confidence than maybe they have uh, at any point this season. Uh, I felt like the disguises that I saw uh, were really good, and they had to be because they run an offense similar to us. So there's a lot of uh, check-with-me stuff at the line of scrimmage run to pass, pass to run stuff. I thought they did a really nice job. I thought we tackled really well. Um, I thought Mike did a great job. And we had a couple of turnovers. We had chances for a couple more. But really happy for Kirko. Uh, he was a totally uh, impact to the game with a sack and a TFL and a pick. And Savage has really had a good stretch of football uh, the last four or five games for us. So, uh, he was great. I mean, Ja is just so consistent. You know, they they got a couple of really good receivers who've been putting together some big time games the last few weeks, especially, and uh, they held those guys down really well. Also, he was asked about uh, you know AJ Dillon's performance, and he said, "Look, a little bit surprised. He they weren't even sure he was going to play the rest of the year." It's surprising just because he hasn't had a lot of reps, and uh, there was uh, you know. We were unsure whether he was even going to come back this year. I think so. I remember. I remember one day that we were just walking from the uh, the locker room to the uh, to the walkthrough, and I saw AJ walking. I was like, "Hey, you're back!" You know, it was, it was fun to see him see him back. And I feel like you know he worked his way into shape for a couple of weeks, um, but he hasn't had the opportunity to show us this. Everybody 
at this level has done this at some point. You know, they've had a game, whether it's high school or college, where they've uh, balled out like this. But it just it does take that that one NFL game or that few NFL games to just remind yourself what you're capable of. And that's the exciting thing, I think, for a young player is just to see the confidence grow and the momentum runs that he had. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a surprise, not that we didn't think he could do this, but we just hadn't seen it. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I liked his attitude. I liked, you know, you started seeing the swag come out and the, and the confidence. That's fun to see for a back. And he was he was bringing it. You know, he was finishing runs the way that uh, he really hasn't uh, up until this point. So it was, that was a good, really good performance for him. Aaron Rodgers uh, gives a lot of praise to A.J. Dillon, but also says offensively they, they're, they're feeling really good right now. Mike and, and I used to always talk about big backs in the wintertime. And we've had some good ones over the years. A.G., you know, when I got here, uh, Ryan Grant for a number of years, you know, one of the toughest uh, slashers we've had, but a big back, tough to tackle. Obviously, Eddie Lacy. Um, so it's in that mold there. The field changes, the temperature changes, and it's a different type of ball game. I thought, you know, our defense tackled really well against their big back. Obviously, he had you know, 98 yards, but uh, what he's been averaging was uh, considerably more than that. So they did a great job tackling him. A.J. was uh, was great. I thought he ran well. I thought, you know, he had some momentum runs for him where he just kind of, as a young player, there's, there's plays, I'm sure, throughout the game that almost surprise you. You know, you surprise yourself and you get that confidence uh, bump right away. I think he had a few of those plays where he felt like he may have been tackled uh, quickly and breaks out of it and turns a three-yard gain into an eight-yard gain. And the touchdown on the fourth down was a really big play. Uh, we checked uh, checked out of a pass into the run. Felt really good about the right side of the line. Obviously, running behind Big Dog um, is always a good thing. And then Allen had a nice block and it was one-on-one on the corner. And he ran through an arm tackle and ran through another tackle. Uh, so there's a lot, of, a lot of confidence plays for him. I'm really happy for him. He's a good kid. He's been through a lot this year. Uh, obviously with COVID and, uh, you know, the issues uh, with that. But, uh, you know, it's good having him, having him back. Uh, obviously, Jonesy was a little banged up, I think, but he had a couple big runs for us. It'd be nice to get Jamal back hopefully next week. I feel really good about where we're at offensively. Aaron Jones, a little bit banged up, he alludes to. So they needed A.J. Dillon and got it, and – uh, but yeah, it's uh, to hear about Aaron Jones a little bit banged up, so a little little revealing there from Aaron Rodgers. He was also asked about uh, Devonte Adams and what he's learned from Devonte Adams over the years. And you know, as much as the relationship was unbelievable when it came to him and Jordy Nelson, Aaron and Jordy Nelson, uh, this one might even be better. And Aaron Rodgers talks about it. It doesn't feel like we've played together that long, which is interesting. It felt like. You know, the years of Jordy and, and Randall were longer, but when you look at it, we have played a number of seasons together, and I believe this is our seventh season together. That's um, a lot of football. Uh, it's been fun to see our friendship grow over the years. I have just a ton of respect for him as a person. I think he's a fantastic human being. Uh, just, you know, it's an honor to play with him. I love his approach. You know, I think he's such a great competitor. Uh, he's uh, very hard on himself. Uh, but he has positive self-talk, which I think is a great combination. Uh, Big Dog is a great example of that for all of us. But he's a sponge. You know, he's always been a sponge. He he soaks up 
so many things from all the interactions and it's just fun to be able to have the unspoken uh, communication with a guy like that. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a special week for me. Uh, just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great moments uh, this, you know, Christmas week for me personally. And, and one of them was being able to, uh, you know, give him a, a little present, but I wrote him a, a real long message and just, let him know how important he is to me and just how much I value his friendship. And I appreciate the way that he inspires me and, and our team. Um, I just can't say enough great things about uh, the kind of person that he is. And then when he had the talent, and the ability he can go out there and, and dominate the way he has, you know, I've said for so long that, uh, that Charles was the, was the best player that I played with and Charles could dominate in a way I've never seen a nickel corner dominate before it's probably time to start putting Devontae in that conversation because he is, uh, he's that type of player. He's a special player. And uh, Aaron Rodgers expounds upon Devontae Adams being special. When you look at that 32 yard catch they had in that fourth quarter, we had a draw called actually uh, with the option to get to a pass. And I just kind of alerted, uh, you know, slightly different, uh, adjustment on that one just want to take a shot with Devontae I figured they're going to be getting the players super soft or, or or heat us up big time I didn't think there was going to be any in between and based on the pre-snap I could tell that there was something coming uh they brought uh an empty pressure uh zero pressure and I just tried to get the ball up early to Devontae um you know a good corner on him and he made a spectacular catch I mean it's, it's a spectacular catch in September um, but we're talking about you know December 27th uh, in this type of uh, weather, cold, ball slick, um, you know, he's a special, special player. And uh, then one more, and that it was uh, Aaron Rodgers talks about the difficulties of playing in the snow and thought, you know, hey, uh, they would be really confident and feel good about running the football. The difficulties is is this the ball. The ball becomes a lot slicker, um, obviously, with the field. Uh, you know, when they when they take the tarp off, with 90, 90 minutes before the game, uh, the field changes because then the uh, the snow is, is able to kind of seep in the grass and it becomes very slick. And then there's a you know an, uh, a freezing process again that uh, that can happen. Today was not as cold as some other games that we've had, but a lot of times it makes the field even more slick. Uh, the ball is definitely more difficult to throw uh, in this, these type of conditions. I've played in a lot of these games, so I feel pretty good about being able to throw it. Uh, should we have snow and wind like we did today? But uh, that was definitely, uh, you know, it's just something that that we're used to. We play out, you know, we practice outdoors. We, we play in these type of games. Um, and as far as the second part of your question, we felt like getting in the flow of the game that, that we really could run the ball um, and control line of scrimmage. They, you know, hadn't had a bunch of sacks in the last few weeks. Uh, they bring uh, a lot of pressures to kind of simulate some pressure, but a lot of times it's only a four-man rush or a five-man rush with the extra guy. Um, so we did a pretty good job, I think, of picking up uh, most of them. I basically ran into the only sack of the game on fourth down. Um, so I thought the line really dominated up front, and, and we ran the ball well and, and, and threw it uh, halfway decent, too. Um, one more. Aaron Rodgers does discuss next week against the Bears – and uh, the question was, look, uh, you know, had you guys clinched tonight, would you guys be taking things off? And he's like, no, not at all. So take a listen. Even if uh, L.A. had won today, uh, the plan was to play. Uh, so now that that scenario is out, 
business as usual. You know, we would have wanted to play either way. You know, we've gone different ways over the years when we had a, a one or two seed locked up, you know, haven't played or played. Um, I think the, the sentiment was to play. So now that that's out of the question, we got to win to get the one seed. Um, you know, it, it feels like uh, the playoffs started uh, really last week, I think. Um, but obviously that wasn't a great uh, football team we played record-wise. Uh, this is a team that's in the playoffs. Next week will be a team that's uh, got a chance to be in the playoffs. So uh, we know what kind of game is going to be down there in Chicago. Um, so, you know, look, uh, they were going to play it anyway, but uh, and I really kind of thought they would. But big game coming up for the Green Bay Packers. By the way, breaking news, uh, the Washington Redskins, or Washington football team, I should say, pardon me, has uh, released Dwayne Haskins, uh, the quarterback, uh, they drafted him out of Ohio State. He came highly, highly regarded. And uh, look, I have said all along, I, I would not take a quarterback from Ohio State. I just wouldn't. It's a completely different offense. They go after athletes, not quarterbacks. As much as you can talk about guys that can throw the football, that's fine. But there's there's something different to playing quarterback in the NFL. And the ride and decide guys, unless you are unbelievably special, just don't just don't pan out. And uh, and, you know, they're talking about Justin Fields and how great he is. Justin Fields the same way. He's got a big looping motion. He reminds me a lot of Tim Tebow and the way Tebow threw. He's going to win a lot of games in college, and I just don't think he's going to do as much in the NFL. But nevertheless, Washington has indeed released Dwayne Haskins. By the way, breaking news on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really does go. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Titans 40-14 to to improve to 12-3 and for the year, but because the Seahawks beat the Rams, Green Bay unable to lock up the number one seed in the NFC. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, we knew what was going on in Seattle, and it just turned to kind of putting on a show. You know, we had an opportunity to you know, be in prime time against a really good opponent. This was our response. The Packers' defense held Derrick Henry to just 98 yards rushing, and Darnell Savage had one of the Packers' two interceptions. He almost had a third that would have been a pick six. Uh, that's always a focus every week as far as just turnovers. And on the play, I just happened to really be in the right spot at the right time, just doing my job like Coach Gray always said, and uh, catch the ones they throw to you. Tennessee quarterback Ryan Tannehill was able to pull within five, 19 of 14 by early in the third quarter. He scored on a 45-yard touchdown run. We were able to get points there before half, which was big, kind of kept us in it. And then coming out, you know, got points early in the second half. But then that was about it. But in prime time, in the snow, the Green Bay Packers played one of their best games of the season against a playoff caliber team. Head coach Matt LaFleur. It was complimentary football at its finest. And that's what it's going to take for us to continue to move on and get wins, end up where we'd all like to end up. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. get back in the Packers discussion coming up after the top of the hour. Eric Branchek coming up at the bottom of the next hour, but I did want to touch on real quick. It's wash, rinse, repeat for the uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. 
they get just drilled by the next 131-10, and it's the same thing. They, they're they a team that comes out, they go toe-to-toe for a while, then they just give up this massive amount of points. They don't play defense. Uh, the three-point begins to uh, become prevalent. They, uh, they fall behind. They come out in the second half. They make a little bit of a run. Then they get down. You know, they were down by at one point uh, – God, I, I think it was uh, it was a sixteen to two run late in the first half, and then the Knicks uh, uh, had a twenty one point lead heading to the fourth quarter, and then naturally the Bucks always have to come exert all this energy to come storming back. It's the same thing. It's the same garbage we saw last year at the end of the season. It's you know go out and get all fired up, get a couple of big dunks, mean mug for everybody. Don't play defense. Get down by double digits, large double digits, and then exert all your energy coming back just to get it back to zero, only to fall, you know, in the end. And it's the same thing. So I'm not jumping off the Bucks bandwagon. They're going to win a lot of games, but they, they got to correct this. Sitting at one and two right now, Cleveland undefeated, undefeated Indiana undefeated. It's early in the season. It's only three games in. Who cares? But uh, that's... It's a little disconcerting to see the same old, same old coming out of the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get back into it, talking some Packers football. When you look at this team and you walk away from yesterday's game, where are the naysayers? Where are you? That's what I want to know. For all the people that pointed the finger and said they stink and they suck and the defense and this and that, and they get a big win, they get the win that you wanted to see over Tennessee and stop the run, and you're not going to give them any credit? Doesn't that make you a hypocrite? More of the Bill Michael Show next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.